Hello, everyone, and welcome to the August Game on Girl Live Hangout. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, and I am here with Rhonda Oglesby. Hi, guys. <laughs> and Isabella Oliveira. Hi. Fearless intern and herder of cats. <laughs> I try. You do try. You do great. <laughs> so it looks like it's going to be the girls hanging out today. And uh, we're going to talk about our favorite geekdoms. And then we're going to do a, a wrap where we talk about what we're watching, reading, and playing. And then we're going to do a little show and tell. Or actually, we're going to do that the other way around. We're going to do the show and tell, and then we're going to do the wrap because the show and tell is always so much fun. Yeah. So, yes. How are you ladies doing today? Ah, uh, frazzled. I can't believe the weekend's over. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm already kind of uh, mourning it. It's only two. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's a bit later for you, Rhonda. Yeah. <laughs> the countdown's faster for me right now. It's, i got to go get some groceries and make sure I've got lunches this week. I mm -hmm. ate out all week last week. It was not good. Oh, that can get both expensive um, money-wise and calorie-wise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that problem. <laughs> when I eat out at lunch, I eat in my kitchen instead of in front of my computer. <laughs> I tend to eat better. If I'm at home, I'll uh, I'll just like grab a bag of chips or because I don't want to quit whatever I'm doing. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm I'll grab chips that. or a piece of cheese and just like keep working. Yeah. Just go with what you have. Yeah. As opposed to a big a big production of it. Just don't plan yeah. it. Yep. Well, at my work, we have this giant snack cabinet that we have and an assortment of sodas. So it's like temptation everywhere. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that makes it bad, too. I remember the days of those days that have been long gone for me. Well, <laughs> so I had this idea to talk today about our favorite geekdoms uh, because of a conversation I had with a good friend of mine, actually. Um, but the conversation happened eight years ago. <laughs> so what brought it back to mind? Uh, that app that I mention all the time, TimeHop. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, it, eight years ago was the release of the last Harry Potter book. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I think I just felt old a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it was funny because um, when you look, you, you see what other people have posted, like, for Facebook on your wall, but you don't necessarily see, or you see your comments to them, but not their comments to you sometimes. So it gets kind of confusing as to, like, the thread of the conversation. And so um, my friend Emily is in um, Maryland, actually. And so she was online, you know, earlier than I was because she gets up earlier than I do. And she had posted on Facebook a picture of this conversation we were having um, that I had been seeing, like, the second half of because I was seeing my posts, but I wasn't seeing her posts. So I had, was having a hard time, like, following the thread. So then we started posting, you know, pictures back and forth to each other of the conversation. How funny. And it was about a very minute detail in Harry Potter um, that <laughs> we have not resolved. Really? I'm a little ashamed of myself to admit that, you know, I'm listing Harry Potter as one of my all-time favorite geekdoms. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to say that, that we haven't actually resolved this, but we made the resolution that we were both going to go through and reread the books again, the entire series, so yeah. that we could uh, find out the 
suss out the meaning of, of our conversation from eight years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> Super fun. And so at the time, you guys had the conversation, or did you come to this later, about um, what geekdom is? We didn't. I came to that later when I, went, when I was thinking about the significance of uh, having a conversation creep back up from eight years ago um, that, like I said, we hadn't resolved, but had been, you know, really interesting at that time and is still really interesting. Like, it's a really interesting tidbit to kind of dig into. Um, I started thinking about the significance of that. And I think that, you know, people say fandom a lot. And, and, and I think that I want a slight differentiation in my definition of geekdom over fandom. And fandom, I think, is that, like, big thing. Like, I'm a fan of young adult literature, hence I like Harry Potter, and a lot of the other, you know, stuff I've read that I've talked about on the show, like mm -hmm. the Alana series, um, Tamara Pierce's um, Tortal, you know, books, House of Night, things like that. I'm a fan of young adult, but I'm a geek about Harry Potter. Like, I know the details, I remember, I have read the books multiple times, I've listened to the audiobooks multiple times, I've watched the movies multiple times, I know, like, all the kind of nuances of that, and I think that that makes it, for me, a geekdom rather than a fandom. That, that makes sense. Yeah, because it takes you, you have to go that step further. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that mastery thing. It is. It is a mastery thing. I was thinking about that, too, how it applied to mastery. I really think it's important to kind of consider um, those those places where you get that invested in the story. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the characters. Isabella, what did you think of um, when Regina mentioned geekdom? Did, did you, do you have a geekdom? Uh, well, yeah, I do. Oh, you do? Uh, um, I think so, yeah. I have a few, but yeah, I, I'm kind of a person who skips around from thing to thing, and um, unlike Regina, I was a fan of the Harry Potter books, and I was involved in fandom. I read fan fiction for it, but like a long time ago, and well, that probably makes me sound older than I am, um, but uh, quite a while ago, and once the books ended, that was kind of it for me. Um, and, of course, when the series of movies, you know, right. ended, that was kind of it. I, and I honestly have only read, I'm kind of ashamed to admit this, I've only read the books once. Oh. And <laughs> there are too many books to read, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. They're not, and they only get longer as they go. So yeah. They get very long. They do. That's I just... Right. I, I, I've probably got at least a dozen on my Kindle. Every, every time I get a book suggestion, I go to um, uh, download the sample on my Kindle, and that sort of is like my list that stays in the carousel on my Kindle, and then I'll go read the sample, and if I like it, I keep it in the carousel. If not, I, I swipe it off. Mm -hmm. There's at least a dozen on there. I know that I've got to uh, go through. I, I don't have time to reread anything. <laughs> and I've got a friend who's getting ready to mail me a trilogy um, that he just finished that he said was fantastic. He's going to loan it to me. And, uh, yeah, there's there's too many books to start rereading anything. <laughs> yeah, and with Harry Potter, is that the world is so complicated and kind of immense that I don't even... 
I can't keep all those things straight in my head. I don't have a good oh, memory wow. for those kinds of things. And I like more self-contained, you know, little things. Yeah. Well, and sure. that's a really good point, too, yeah. because um, the book I just finished, I've been reading almost everything on the Kindle, and I, I love it because at any point they bring up a place or a, a person, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, who was that guy, and when did they come into the story? And on the Kindle, all I have to do is select their name and search the book. Mm -hmm. Well, I just got the latest hard copy of Tim Weaver's book, and I can't do that. <laughs> why? why can I yes. not push this page and get it to do what I want it to do? <laughs> They're like crime procedurals, and he's introducing, you know, I'm trying to solve the crime, but I can't go back and say, wait a minute, I know what that place is. Well, wait, where was that? <laughs> can't look it up. But I have that problem all the time. I consume, I think, so many things that... You know, it just kind of at a certain point something gets pushed out by something else. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Where you only have a limited amount of sort of space. Well, and that was oh, go ahead, Rhonda. No, that's okay. I uh, that was what was interesting to me about the conversation, the resurrected conversation from eight years ago, was I, di I didn't remember that conversation at, at at all, really. Like I didn't know that we had had it. I it sort it just came came back, you know, through the magic of flashback social media, which is, you know, kind of terrifying in and of itself. Um, but but I could immediately put myself back there and go, oh, that's right. We were thinking about this. And, you know, four or five other details from the story came back and other things that we were thinking about and the significance of it and, you know, how it all kind of wove together all, you know, crept up just from, you know, resurrecting this conversation. And I was like, and that's good, in my opinion, that's good writing. If you, you yeah. have that kind of story crafted that, you know, this many years later with the kind of, you know, experience I had with it, it brought it all back up. I thought that was really, you know, commendable on, on her efforts. So can you expand any further about um, why that particular geekdom hits close to home for you? Because oh, we're assuming that's your... What, what, number one of your three. It is. It is. I, I usually try when we talk when we do these, you know, top three or whatever. I usually try to start with the one that I'm like least, and then build into the the most powerful one. But Harry Potter, I would definitely say, has to um, to rank up there. Um, and I think I think it has a lot to do with that idea of feeling like an outcast and finding your tribe or your, your group. And I think that that was something that was really hard for me growing up um, as a geeky, nerdy gamer girl in an environment where that wasn't necessarily um, valued. Uh, just and and even in my my family of origin, you know, my tendency to read and to be bookish is I'm the only reader in my family, hands down, the only reader. Um, nobody reads books like I do in my family, and so just that made me an outcast of the fact that I could escape, and I was always escaping into books, and um, that was one of those things that kind of put me on the outs with um, with my family and with my siblings. So I think Harry Potter resonated for that for that fact. I mean, I don't. I would love to have the magical powers that he has, but <laughs> that might have offset the pain of being an outcast so much, but. <laughs> What about you, Isabella? What's your first uh, geekdom? Um, well, Regina is certainly not going to be uh, surprised by this one. Um, it's uh, Avatar, 
uh, the last airbender in the Legend uh, yeah. of Korra yeah. universe. Yeah. Um, I've rewatched those series so many times. Well, not so much Legend of Korra so much because it just ended a little while ago. But right. I like Regina mentioned. I've I've I pick something new up from it every time that I go through it, mm-hmm. and I think it just yeah. There is also an undercurrent of you know finding your own, finding group. yourself and finding your group and and you yeah. know coming into. I think that's why I also like why literature lies just because, you know, finding your identity and coming into your own is always such a theme mm-hmm. that runs through mm-hmm. and even. You know, I think everyone can relate to that, even if you're not, you know, a young adult anymore, or if you're, yeah. So, how does the um, last air Airbender um, relate that feeling? Well, um, I don't know how uh, well versed you guys are in the world, but um, so Aang is this young kid who's been frozen in an iceberg, pretty much for a hundred years and when he wakes up he finds out that the world has been in war for the last hundred years and he is the avatar which means he's kind of you know the spiritual leader uh, that's reincarnated every generation or so and the world has gone into complete chaos because he's been gone for so long hmm. so he 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 finds out that once he disappeared, his you know entire nation basically. There's four nations in the books, but his entire nation was wiped out in a genocide, and he's all alone. And he has to, you know, find his way, pick up some friends along the way, and decide how he's going to tackle this huge undertaking that he's faced with. And he's like a 12, 13 year old kid. Um, yeah. He's so, isolated yeah. in like a million ways. Yes, yes. He's isolated he's, from time. He's isolated from family. He's isolated from um, as it's his role, his character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, all his mentors, his, his people are just gone, and he has to, you know, kind of build up his own little ragtag group of people who can help him and, you know, do this huge feat that he has to do while still, you know, while still staying true to, you know, the, the teachings of his people because his people are very, they're, they're kind of based on Buddhists, so. Well, he, he also very, has to find people to teach him, right? Because, yes, because, because he was he so young. Because he was so young, he doesn't know. So he's mm-hmm. a vendor, which means he can cr- control all the elements. That's what makes him special. But, um, he was just a young kid when he found out and he didn't know any of them before he was frozen and disappeared. So, yeah, that's it's incredibly isolating. So I think, yeah, just, you know, finding your own group of friends and finding your own way in the world as someone who never really felt like they fit in, That's that always hits home for me. Cool. Yeah, and it's a funny show. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw you gave it to me. I still have it, actually. Embarrassingly enough, I think I've had it for like a year. <laughs> Maybe more. Than Maybe that. more than that. Sorry. <laughs> I did watch the first, uh, the first season. I started the second one, and then, and then somebody was able to see, so I wasn't able to watch TV anymore. <laughs> well, it's probably on streaming, eh? No, 
It still isn't. That's why I own the DVDs. It's not. Um, it's not. Wow. It was on as it was on Netflix for a while, but um, Nickelodeon has been particularly uh, stingy. Stingy, yeah, that's the word. Uh, <laughs> that's a, a stingy with word. with the rights to the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's too bad. Um, I hear a lot about it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and it really, you know, if anybody's listening who has any influence in anything like this, you really should have yeah. stuff available on streaming. Yes. Well, and Netflix is um, is having a resurgence. Yes. It's kind of the place to go for the good stuff. It's one, it's starting to be that way, and Airbender should should uh, be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah, I especially agree. now that it, that's why it took so long for Legend of Korra to come about. I mean, I think it's like it was recently like the tenth anniversary or something of the show, for the first Avatar: The Last Airbender coming out, and Legend of Korra just finished. You know, and it, the whole series was of Korra was out, you know, in like a year and a half or something. But it took years for them to even get that sequel series because mm -hmm. of their problems with Nickelodeon and this whole, this whole thing. Yeah. And normally I wouldn't even read about these things, but I'm so into the show that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Always the money. Do it. Yeah. Um, that I'm that I actually read up on these things and I listen to the podcast and I learn all these behind the scene things, which normally I wouldn't even think See? to. That's another level of geekdom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, I, I like I, I know the the producers. I follow their tumblers. I look at their twitters. <laughs> I, yeah, not so much now that Cora is over, but I knew that a Legend of Cora comic is coming out soon, which I'm <laughs> crazy excited about. That's awesome. So, yeah. What about yeah. you, Rhonda? What's your what would be one of your geekdoms? Well, I mean, it's the reason why I asked Isabella if she had a hard time coming up with geekdoms because I'm like spread out way, way, very broadly, and um, I wasn't sure whether I was going to be able to come up with a geekdom. And even though I've only been um, collecting comic books for about three or four years. I, I think I'm very well entrenched in that right now. Yes, I, <laughs> I go to the comic book store about every week, and I can write about comic books. I have taken some online classes about writing comic books. I've tried to write my own comic book. Um, so if I were to pick a geekdom in particular, I think what I would pick is um, the Image comic um, by. Uh, Anthony Johnston and Justin Greenwood, The Fuse. I remember you writing about this. Mm-hmm. And the, they've had um, two series come out so far. Uh, the first one was The Russia Shift, and the second one... See, I don't remember these things. You were mentioning remembering stuff, Isabella. Um, a long time ago. So... I don't remember anything about uh, much. I and and part of that is I think so that I can be broad mm. is I don't memorize anything I can look up. Mm. So um, and the second series is right, Gridlock. That's right, Gridlock. Um, six issues in each series, and they're getting ready to come out with a third one. Um, it's a crime procedural. Mm -hmm. I think the artwork is um, really awesome and modern and at the same time uh, 
very much a comic book style. And it's set in space. It's actually sci-fi, but it concentrates on the crime procedural part, which I think is very interesting. So the sci-fi just kind of comes along in the story. It's not heavy, mm -hmm. uh, but there's a whole world. Um, the Fuse, and I think that there should be a picture of it in here, is a space satellite. And that is where um, everybody lives. They were originally building it for um, as an energy space station, and a lot of people who were uh, part of originally building it decided to stay. They didn't want to go back to Earth. Oh. Um, and a lot of people were going there to escape problems from Earth, like tax evasion and crimes and different things like that. Um, it's an enormous, enormous satellite, and they happen to be... Um, Clem and Diedrich, and this is part of the reason why I love this series. These are the cops. Clem is a much older woman, and I love the idea that there's this feisty, extremely intelligent older woman. Nobody knows how old she is. All I talk about is, oh my God, you're still here? And <laughs> Dietrich, who is Rush, happens to be Russian, is in his 20s. And they always riff on each other about, well, you know, what are you going to accomplish? You're so young. <laughs> and he's talking to her about, you know, when are you retiring, you know, type thing. Right. That's but cool. part of what makes me... That's uh, an interesting dynamic, just that, you know, that yeah. pairing. You don't see that very often. Um, part of what makes it a geekdom is I tried to write, write a Wikipedia page about it. And I've updated it twice and submitted it twice, and it's been rejected twice um, based on not enough source references. And I don't understand what takes more... <laughs> source references than the actual purchased right. 12 printed issues. Right. And I've put a ton of work into these Wikipedia pages because I'm connecting the worlds and the terminology. There's a very special terminology. There's special sports. And um, I'm sorry. I con And I contacted um, Anthony Johnston, the writer. I uh, got his permission to do some things. So I think that's part of geekdom. I really enjoyed yeah. Emailing with him. <laughs> that was fun. And I was just finally I wrote, I was like, sorry, dude, they just they won't let me they won't let me put it up. So And is there no page whatsoever on it? No, there's not. Oh, okay. And and no. so it would be like generating a whole a whole new section yeah. of Wikipedia. Yeah, and I went out to look at image comics because I was reading through the second series and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I think I remember them mentioning that. So I went out to look for a wiki, and there wasn't one. And I was like, oh, I'll write one. That'll be so much fun. So I went back and reread them, and I combed through them. I scanned images and um, pulled out character, all kind of stuff. And they were just like, no. That's so strange. Yeah. Because isn't that what the whole point of Wikipedia is supposed to be? I thought it was, yeah. but a whole lot of the information I put in there, they told me to delete. And I'm like, this is these are just factual things. This is a list right. of characters. Right. This is a list of locations on the fuse. And they're like, no, delete those. Well, that makes me question now who's editing. I know. Like, who is the person that's making these decisions and what kind of credentials do they have? Because that doesn't I think that's a stink eye for you, Rhonda. 
Thank you. <laughs> From the college professor. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. I was very frustrated. Uh, yeah, that's, I not, that's sort of my bailiwick too, is documentation. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That's so, crazy. watching, reading, and playing. What are you uh, watching, Regina? Uh, what am I watching? Uh, speaking of Netflix. Yay, <laughs> <laughs> Netflix! <laughs> um, recently, a whole new host of um, stupid TV shows have become available on <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Oh, Regina, Regina, Regina. I know. It's your one weakness. Awful. It is my weakness. Um, but I've been watching the home improvement shows. Oh, no. Oh, that's a weakness okay. for everyone. Well, it is a weakness for, for everyone. Yeah. That's like cooking shows. And I've been watching cooking shows, too. So they had two seasons of Food Network Star. It's like a reality show, cooking show. Um, so I watched that. Um, and then um, I've been watching the Property Brothers. Yep. <laughs> um, who are fun. So, um, and getting lots of ideas for yeah. really expensive things I don't have money for. <laughs> oh, it's such a trap. It is such a trap. It's terrible, but it's fun. You know, it's fun to look. And it's really fun to be like, these people are so crazy. I can't believe <laughs> they did this. I can't believe they're doing that. Yeah, anyway. So. That's been, it's a nice, because as you mentioned before, Rhonda, there's not a lot of new TV in the summer, so perfect timing, Netflix, on, uh, on having the HDTV stuff show up and the Food Network stuff show up on, on streaming, because, yeah, it's, it's been fun, very enjoyable. Uh, what about you, Rhonda? What are you watching? Um, I just finished the first season of The Comeback with Lisa Kudrow. Oh. Which was actually, uh, I think it was like, 2005? I think I watched that. It's HBO, right? Um, at the time, at the beginning of it, I think it was just a webisode. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think, and it is only on um, Amazon is where I got it off of um, Amazon Prime. You can get the I first season. I've seen it, yeah. And um, the reason I, I came uh, to look at it is because I got my Entertainment Weekly magazine and noticed that she was nominated for an Emmy for the second season of it. Now, the interesting thing about that is the, um, the first and second season are several years apart, but that's kind of the way Lisa Kudrow's stuff is. It is, um, if you've ever seen her um, web therapist episodes, oh, yeah. those are, those are just webisodes. Mm-hmm. Her stuff is extremely painful to watch. <laughs> it is deeply emotional and uncomfortable. She has this knack for doing that, and the comeback is like that. It is extremely uncomfortable. Um, is it the one where she's trying to get a reality show mm -hmm. based on her life? And Yeah, I, I watched it, and I remember thinking, I'm like, it's painful. It is painful. That's that's a, you know the perfect description of it. It does make you uncomfortable. You're like, and I was watching it, and sometimes when I watch things alone, I don't always pick up on humor sometimes, and I'm like, is this supposed to be funny? And I don't get it. <laughs> it's it's interesting because it's almost like they're playing with the audience at the same time. That's what I wondered. There, there are times that you're laughing at her, and then there'll be other moments where you're like, 
ooh, I was laughing at her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there are other moments where you're like, she she needs to be laughed at. She's ridiculous. Right, yeah. This is a, a horribly self-absorbed, self-centered person. Right. Um, the brilliance of the show comes in um, actually two moments. And this reminds me so much of Andy Kaufman kind of stuff where... Mm. Um, it's just really deeply entrenched comedy, but the I forget how many episodes there are. Let's try to look it up here in a minute. There's about 12. But the payoff in those two moments, there's one about halfway through the show and then one at the very end. You go through all of that pain, and um, especially that one in the center, it's just it's sort of like this, oh... Amazing relief. I mean, just an amazing feeling of uh, oh, you just feel like you took a cold shower and, uh, right after you know working in the yard or something. It's just it, it's painful, and I'm I'm still going to watch the second season now. Something like um, um, Bates Motel. Anybody watch any of it? Mm -hmm. I watched one episode of it and I couldn't watch it anymore because the relationship with a mother and son were. It was so uncomfortable, and it was so abusive. It's like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. um, for some reason, I can do the comeback. Hmm. Yeah. Smart. Well, she's, she's very smarty. Yeah, I think there's some tongue-in-cheek about the comeback, enough so mm -hmm. that you know it's making fun of itself, so you can mm -hmm. kind of hang in there with the, you know, shame you feel watching it. Yeah. <laughs> she's pretty brilliant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about you, Izzy? Um, so I've been. I'm still rewatching the X Files. Yep, on me too. Netflix. I'm, I think I'm up to season five or so. That's um, my favorite season. Yeah, I love it so far. Um, although I did recently watch an episode with a doll that was murdering people, and that seriously, I almost considered skipping that episode, but I got through it. Um, that's the one episode of Buffy also that I never watched. Was an evil. Um, There's an evil. Uh, what's it? What, ventriloquist dummy. Yes. Oh yes. And I got like two minutes into that, and I'm, I noped out of that so fast. <laughs> noped out of that so fast. Yeah, I was just like, nope, I'm done. I. And <laughs> the episode of the X Files that always gets me is um, there's one with a guy who like um, stalks like chubby women, and then he yes. like. Throws up bile on them and digest their digest their body fat. Yes. Yes, and digest their body fat. Uh -huh. I cannot handle that episode. <laughs> uh, that's the one that my mother always mentions. Oh, <laughs> this is the one that eats people, and I'm like, yeah. oh gosh. <laughs> so well, the first she could remember. And you don't the even see. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you don't even see it. It's just the sounds that they made for it. Oh yeah, they're. <laughs> it's not nightmare material, man. Oh. There's a lot of episodes in the earlier seasons that were just like purely disgusting. Yes. Like well, there was one with the the fluke monster that's just like living in oh, the sewers or that something. Oh, gross too. The one living in the sewer, and you see its face in the sewer at the end. Ah. Oh, yeah. God. But the aliens, yeah. surprisingly. The aliens don't freak me out, so I'm happy with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the one that got to me was in the first season, um, and I actually brought the character back in the second season, Squeeze. Oh, yeah, uh, I can't remember 
the guy's name. But yeah, the the one that eats like people's livers, yeah, like, every thirty years or something. Uh, Leonard Betts. Really... Leonard oh, Betts. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. So. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, the first time I saw that one, that it just totally freaked me out. It's like, okay, there's no place that's safe. Even if I lock my doors, I'm not safe. <laughs> no, because he can get in anywhere, and that's yeah. truly terrifying. Um, anywhere. Cool. So I've been watching that, and um, I mentioned this a while back. Is Carmilla, the web series, mm -hmm. um, is back for a second season. So oh, wow. I've been watching that. I've been thinking of rewatching the whole thing from the beginning. Because, see, the, I really do have a problem with memory because I can rewatch things and I'll just Maybe not just remember them at all. Wow. I always, um, I'll forget and then I'll be like halfway through some, an episode and I'm like, oh, I know how this ends. <laughs> it's horrible. And, yeah. um, and I am almost done with a rewatch of Legend of Korra. Surprisingly. Uh -huh. Yeah. Because... I heard about the the comic books coming out. Got to be ready. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, let's go to your um, second geekdom, Regina. My second geekdom will probably also not surprise anybody. Um, it's Buffy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I brought, um, although this is not show and tell, I brought um, uh, one of my favorite books that I have, the unauthorized guide to Buffy. Called Dusted. Wow! So, cool. I'm drooling. Yeah, this is really awesome. It's got um, you see my my window glare there. Oh, there we go. Um, it's got you know episode by episode synopsis for every for every episode in it. So, um, and Sweet. I have I've actually read this cover to cover. <laughs> That's dedication. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and apparently I have my ticket for. Having seen the Polar Express in here, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Which I had no idea it was in there, but all right. So yeah, so Buffy has always been, um, you know, girl hero, beating up the bad guys. Always a fan. Um, and interestingly enough, I've watched this Buffy series um, many times, probably six or seven times, all the way through, and. Um, had a complete change of heart about the last season um, the last couple of times I watched it. I always hated the last season when I first watched it. I thought that they kind of lost their thread. And a friend of mine told me she thought that was because a bunch of the writers had left Buffy for Angel. Mm -hmm. Angel, the series Angel, had started at that time. Um, but I think when I step back and I don't look at the episodes individually and I look at this season as a whole, I can see it more as having really good sort of feminist themes uh, in a very broad scope. So she gives up her power and is willing to relinquish her power as an individual to give power to the many, which I think um, really gives Buffy as a character an amount of depth that she doesn't really have through the series. Um, and so I, I came to kind of enjoy that at the end. So that was one of the things that kind of elevated it for me as a geekdom. It's always also one of those places where I could argue the minutia of the episodes with you, if you'd like. And can, <laughs> and can effectively back myself up with a book. <laughs> <laughs> like a true geek. Like a true geek and a you true scholar. <laughs> I think I started rewatching those last year. I wonder why I quit. 
watching them. It was a, it was fun going back and watching them again. They are, they really are enjoyable, especially the early, the early seasons. Season five is my favorite of that one too. I have my thing about five, I guess. Uh, is that the one with the? What's who's the villain in that? In that Glory. Season? Glory. Glory. Yes. Oh. I remembered it was some, a noun. Because I just love her. I love her going. I love that it's a girl and girl, you know. Yeah. And that you know, I, I love that dynamic, and I love the crazy that is Glory. And um, I remember even watching it the first time I watched it. And I'm like, oh, what kind of demon is she? What kind of demon is she? And I'm like, well, she's not going to be a demon because everybody keeps asking what kind of demon she is. And of course, <laughs> she's God. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's pretty fun, and there's lots I, of good clothes in that one too. So. <laughs> I love to hate Glory. Yes, pretty much how that goes. <laughs> All right, what about you, Rhonda? What's your second geekdom? Um, well, it kind of got a little weird after the <laughs> It kind of got a little weird. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm going to tweet that. Uh, <laughs> see if we can get anybody. Uh, we've got three viewers right now, so thank you for our three viewers. We love and appreciate you guys. Well, again, I was thinking kind of broad, and so I just wrote down the things that I was a fan of. Mm -hmm. And um, obvious thing is TV and movies. Mm -hmm. Now, a few years ago, um, it was I was all about the movies. Um, I could tell you anything. I was just I'd watch indie movies. I'd get movies from just all kinds of weird places, and people would say, "Man, you've got to give me movie recommendations. I've never heard of this stuff." Um, I think movies aren't nearly as exciting as they used to be, but TV is. Mm-hmm. I but agree. I think one of the things I'm kind of a geek about, though, with them is trailers. Oh. And I was trying to figure out why trailers, and I think it has to do with media news. Um, I think that's what I'm a geek about. I get oh. um, Entertainment Weekly magazine. I check... Um, Internet Movie Database at least twice a day to check on movie trailers and headline news. Hmm. Um, I'm just always looking to see what is coming out and who is associated with what project. Um, who, what's getting made into what. Those are the things that, that interest me the most. Um, so, Because when I wrote down trailers, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty obsessed with those. I got to thinking, oh, okay, so they're going to ask me, so what's your favorite, and what's the best? And I was like, no, it's not that. It's the information. Um, you just want to be in the know about what's coming out. And I could, yeah, I, I just, I, 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 it's not the um, tabloid news that I'm that interested in, although I used to read a lot of that. That was a kind of a guilty pleasure as tabloid news. But it's more about what projects are in the works, who's working on what project. Um, I'll even go out, if I like just a particular set of actors, I go look up what projects they've got coming up. What's like coming up next, what they're doing next, that kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. I'll, just follow, I'll just follow them, and that's how I'll learn about other new projects as well, and crossovers, and who's doing what with who, and, and stuff like that. Well, so. I'm glad you brought this up, because it's been one of the things that's been the most fun for me uh, in our shows, is you always know, oh, well, we'll check out This Is Coming Out, and This Is Coming Out, and I'm never, I, I live under such a rock. Like, I never know what's new and coming out <laughs> until you tell me. 
<laughs> well, another reason that kind of supported it was you almost. I mean, my 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 husband's a, a real information hound too, and he does a lot of reading online. But when it comes to um, movies or TV, I'm first on that stuff, and yeah. it's consistently I'll remember. Oh, he'll say, "Did you see the Deadpool video?" And I was like, "Yeah, two days ago." <laughs> <laughs> Been there, tweeted that. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the uh, uncut version. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Weird. Movie trailers. Movie trailers. I or like movie it. Movie news. Yeah, movie news. Yeah. Very it's cool. It's very, very specific, cool. but. It is. Um, well, and that's what, you know, I think it should be. That's, like I said, geekdom sort of drilling down into, into stuff. Mm -hmm. And so. that's what TV is, I think, been exciting because it's. It's so much like what movies used to be, um, mm -hmm. and there's there's a handful of the trailers for the fall season that were just they were just exciting. I went back and rewatched them because they were um, they were so well done. Um, it's like yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, there's some good stuff coming out, which is nice. What, what about you? Oh wait, where are we at? Uh, we're on Isabella's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody's keeping up. <laughs> <laughs> this is your job, Rhonda. I know. <laughs> um, okay, so I'd say I've been rewriting my list as we go, so this is not <laughs> It's not fair. <laughs> this should not be allowed. You guys have been reminding me of things. <laughs> oh, right. Um, so I'm a huge fan of animation. So, you know, things like Avatar and Korra right. and right. and Miyazaki movies. So Japanese uh, animation, anime, was definitely a huge thing when I was younger. And I think it's because it's, it's definitely quirkier, <laughs> is one way to put it, um, than some of the things that you get from American TV. Although... Airbender and Cora are American-made. Um, right. It's some cartoons like, well, like Gravity Falls and Adventure Time are just so out there mm -hmm. that in, in a way that you know, like typical, you know, just a regular TV show isn't. Although you know, stuff like the X Files does get pretty out there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they get so self-referential, and they always sneak in, like, weird adult jokes, and, you know, that you know will go right over kids' heads, but, you know, if any adults are watching it, they'll get it. Um, yeah. Big Hero 6, you, you know, anything animated usually just has, like, so much life to it mm -hmm. that I adore it, and I will probably watch a cartoon before watching, you know, just some regular, some regular show, rom com, or you know, reality show, or whatever. Do you do you, st do you stick with um, anime, or do you like like the uh, um, the adult animation, like Simpsons and Family Guy? And I used to be into the Simpsons and Family Guy, but they just, well, in my opinion, they've gotten into a rut, really, and and. Uh, Family Guy's, Family Guy's humor, uh, you know, I kind of, I, I think I grew out of it 
<laughs> I never grew into it. I never liked yeah. it. From first thing, I was like, oh, no, not interested I think, in this. Yeah, I think I liked it for a while, and then suddenly I realized it's just the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same um, gag, the same gag, the same gag, same the same gag. gag. Yeah, it's just it's tiresome. Just, yeah, and other shows like that are... I watch other things. I, I watch things besides anime. I actually have not been into anime for a while since I finished watching um, Full Metal Alchemist uh, because it was it was one of those things that were so good that I haven't been able to get back into anything else. <laughs> it kind of ruined me for anime for a while. Um, <laughs> that I don't know. I haven't found that you know that next great thing. So I've right. been watching um, more American shows like Gravity Falls, and my friend got me to watch Adventure Time, which was so weird that I think I wouldn't like it, and then I did get into it. But I don't know. Have you guys ever... I don't think either of you are really animation fans, are you? Not really. No, I, I, the most I've done is, I, I mean, I read... Um, I've read some manga... I don't care for the animation very much. Oh, really? Like, what kind of manga have you read? Um, Death, <laughs> Death Note. Oh, yeah. And you never watched the anime for Death Note? Yeah, actually I did. I started it. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I went through I went through a Naruto phase, um, embarrassingly enough. Um, Bleach, Death Note, all those things. Yeah, I've heard of all yeah. those things, but I haven't watched them, so. Just, yeah, know, Brides is another one. Erin bought me Brides. I don't think I've heard of that one. It is really quite beautiful. Ooh. Oh, that's pretty. Her yeah. um, artwork is, is just lovely, and, of course, I can't say her name. <laughs> I could, um, if you can Maury. type it into the chat later. Kaoru Mori. It's K-A-O-R-U. Mm-hmm. Kaoru. Um, but her artwork is just extremely intricate, and apparently um, her books are extremely popular, but she takes so much time in, um, in drawing the artwork. They take forever to come out. Mm. And I'm trying to find some of the uh, mind-blowing detail that she's got in here. But it's just lovely stuff. And, yeah, that's definitely a part that draws me to animation is just the art of it. Um, they get so, you know, there's so many beautiful things that you can do with animation, like with Korra, and it's just, it adds a whole new level to my enjoyment of the show, at least. You know, especially like... Oh, thanks, Serena. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sorry. I usually write, I usually type all this stuff in. And I apologize. <laughs> no, yeah, I've been keeping notes, actually. Well, thank you, Gina. You're so good. <laughs> well, last, last Hangout, because um, I usually copy them and then I use those to write the write-up after the Hangout. Uh -huh. um, but I closed the Hangout before I got the notes and then I didn't have them, so I'm like, oh... I'm going to use this thing called paper. Pen and paper. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, kids, it's the old stuff that saves your butt. 
Um, but yeah, I'm such an art geek that I just love looking at things like that. Like I have a whole art book from Avatar The Last Airbender that's mostly just background paintings and it's just mind blowing. That's I love cool it. Though. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So I think in our wrap we're on reading right now. So Yep. Isabella, what are you reading? I'll continue with you. I just finished Let's see if I can do this. It's probably backwards. No, it's, it's um, actually forwards. It's backwards forwards. for you. Uh, the Hum and the Shiver by Alex Legzo. I have no idea how to say his name. Um, but, yeah, it's about, well, shocker, it's fantasy. It's about this uh, young soldier who just um, was injured in the war and came back to her family in the mountains of, I think, Tennessee. Um, yes, Tennessee. And she has, she comes from these people called the Tufa, which turn out to be, you know, kind of like this magical fairy people who are very skilled in music. Hmm. And, yeah, it's just really interesting. It's one of those things that, you know, started out real slow. And I was kind of wondering if I was going to finish the book. But once, it, you know, it, there's always, like, that certain point when you hit the story and you're just, like, and now it, I've got it. Like, it just yeah. hits you and you just see through the rest. That's kind yeah, of, and then you're just stuck there with it, yeah, and you can't let go. Yeah, that's cool. what happened with this one. Yeah, I think I saw you um, Instagram a picture of the cover that yes. you were working on it. <laughs> yes, while eating rye well, chips. Yes. <laughs> they're delicious. <laughs> I didn't even know that ride chips were a thing. So, well, the the best part of what is it? Chex Mix? Yeah. Yes. Oh. They're the little like uh, the little round brown things in there. Yeah. Yes. I love okay, those. The things. best part, and they sell yeah. those just by themselves, which is truly dangerous. no. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Run is yeah, like. They do. That's going on my grocery list for tonight and going in yeah. my lunch tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are delish, man. That's why I Instagrammed. It was like, this deserves an Instagram. <laughs> this is so delicious. That's pretty bad when, when your thinking can go along the lines of, this moment deserves to be Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a really good book and really good food. Well, That's <laughs> That's a pretty killer combination. I do have to. Yeah, you got. Yeah, I mean, you get the right food and the right book all at the same time. That's pretty much a good summer moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't been reading anything of uh, of real depth. I'm actually um, to go along with my Netflix <laughs> home improvement watching. I've been um, I've been reading Sunset Magazine and um, Better Homes and Gardens. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's kind of bad. You to yourself. I'm not real sure. Because <laughs> I have a, I have um, I don't have a lot of time to do that kind of stuff right now. But I do have the need to organize certain things. So um, so that's part of it, I think what's playing into it. Uh, well, I have to do a. a a very uneducated survey. Do you guys have a, like a fetish with magazines? I like magazines. I don't know if I, I call it a fetish though. I don't. Oh. I consume that kind of stuff digitally now. 
Just because I used, I did used to have like a huge stack of magazines in my room. Um, yeah, but my... still, even if they're digital. Yeah. yeah. I'm one, I'm, so. I've been trying to figure out whether or not that it's a female thing, or whether or not it's just in my genetics. Because my sister just, she goes nuts over magazines. She just buys all kinds of magazines, and especially home improvement um, type magazines, decorating and stuff like that. And I'm, I love magazines, and I don't know why. It, it just almost feels like a compulsion. Hmm. So. It's interesting. I, you know, I used to I actually got rid of a big stack um, the last time I moved because I would keep them and I would bring them into class and use them when I was teaching rhetoric a lot of the time hmm. um, to look at the ads in them. Hmm, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of ruined magazines for me, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I can do that kind of stuff, but mostly through, you know, like interior mm -hmm. design blogs and stuff on Pinterest. Things yeah, like that. I think I think it's the photography, Rhonda, I, especially with the home improvement ones. Um, oh yeah, it's looking so at the pictures <laughs> and looking at how pretty everything looks, and I'm always looking for different ways to organize stuff because um, there's a reason why you can't see this side of my desk. <laughs> it's covered with all kinds of stuff right now. Um, and it always just ends up that way. Like, no matter what I do, I could buy pretty bins to put things in, and it still ends up being piles of stuff, so. Yeah, but you're probably an Audi. An Audi? Yeah. Didn't I describe this once on the show, whether you're an any or an Audi, whether you mm. have to have things out? My sister described it to me a, a, a while back because of always complaining about how John organizes things on top of stuff and how he wanted to take the cabinet doors off of the cabinets in the kitchen and how when he's done with his tools he just leaves them laying out next to the toolbox and she had gone to a design class or something one time and they said there are innies and there are outies oh. there are people who like to put things away and I mean as soon as I come home I mean I just start I just walk through the house and I put things in a drawer I put things in a box I close the lid there is a place for everything, and it has to go in. And I think for John, everything has to be out. He's got to be able to scan the area and see it. And see. And so it makes a little bit more sense. It looks chaotic, but I think that if things are put away, um, it it messes with his thought process the way, same way that if things are out, I can't think. Right, because you're like just thinking chaos. that needs to be put away and that needs to be put in that box. And yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm definitely an Audi. If you yes. saw my bathroom, you would you would understand. I'm definitely an Audi. All my all my you know face creams and all that stuff always have to be out. I can't I can't use cabinets. I stayed at a friend. It's funny you say that because I stayed at a friend's house one time a long time ago, and I was only staying overnight. And I was leaving that day, and she's like, and I had my makeup bag out, and I didn't want to put my makeup bag in something because I'm afraid I'm going to forget it when yes. I leave. Right, and so she's like, "Oh, here, you can just put all your stuff in this drawer." And I'm like, "I'm leaving in the morning, <laughs> and I'm not necessarily going to remember that my stuff is in your drawer." <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she was an innie, and I'm definitely, yeah, I'm definitely an Audi. It doesn't bother, and it doesn't bother me. Like the clutter doesn't yeah. bother me. I just scan right past it indefinitely yeah, it until I get. Crazy. Yeah, I always get to a point of you know. Um, um, overwhelm where I'm like, okay, I have, I have to clean this off because I don't know where anything is. But yeah, are you an innie or an Audi, Isabella? I'm an innie. Yeah, I have. Our, you can just see our bookcases in the back there. You can just see the side of them. Everything's <laughs> perfectly put away. Right, right there. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm yep. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I like things put away. Um, even even looking at my bookshelf sometimes <laughs> kind of stresses me out because I'm like, I need to put these things away. Right. <laughs> here, here, I'll take a picture of my bookcases right now because <laughs> it's probably yeah. going to give both of you like a heart An aneurysm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm drinking. <laughs> oh, good lord. I can help you with can that. Can you see? Can you see? Can you see? Yeah, see how yeah. there's like books oh, yeah, no, in yeah, front of books? No, work. And there's piles. They're going this way, and they're going that way, <laughs> and they're going that way. They're going every which way. They're not organized. By, they were, I mean, behind all the... St the problem is that these bookcases we have are like two feet deep, and so I can't not use the space that's in front of the stack of books. If they were, it was a regular bookcase, I would, you know, I wouldn't have the space to have everything stacked in front of it, but yeah. Okay, I'm the only Audi here. I feel outnumbered now. <laughs> well, what are you reading, Isabella? Oh, we did me. Um, Ding! Bottom of the shiver. <laughs> That's right. It's you. See, Is I it was you're making a list. Foiled <laughs> <laughs> by, by your own organization, Rhonda. Fractal. <laughs> okay, you're doing magazines. Okay, so I just finished... I haven't picked my next book yet, but I just finished um, Tim Weaver's brand new novel, um, What Remains. Awesome. This came out in July, and this is an author that we interviewed on the show, show and who also, if um, you like crime procedurals with kind of a different uh, kind of approach to it, um, this guy is not a private investigator. Um, the lead protagonist, I believe this is the sixth book in the series, uh, actually is just an investigator. He, he searches for missing people. Um, family members that have gone missing, um, relatives, uh, different things like that. And every now and then he comes across a, a, a very nefarious case, or nefarious for you other people. And um, <laughs> it ends up being um, quite suspenseful. He does... Um, the missing people cases usually rotate around some pretty intense um, crimes. They're 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 not for the faint of heart. Um, uh, what I like about him is that it is about a, a missing person investigation, so it's not like an, necessarily the police have already gone past it. So it's not this fresh type thing. Most of the research is dull and boring, and interviewing people. Um, people the police normally wouldn't interview and um, and uh, um, he also tells it in a very interesting way in each of his books he kind of goes back and forth in time and he tells multiple timelines and sometimes that can be confusing but I think he does a pretty good job of it um, I'm also pretty excited because Tim's gonna be in Raleigh in October cool and I'm gonna see him the week that we go to um, Geek Girl Con. He's going to be in town for, um, um, I don't know how you say it, Butcher Fest. And it's a thriller, a, a thriller, thriller, writers of thrillers, people cool. who write suspense. That'll be fun. Conference. It's like five days, and but it's like 300 bucks. I can't go. Wow. wow. I desperately wanted to go, but it's like, sorry. Yeah. I'll meet you at the airport. <laughs> I'll drive you to the hotel. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, I'll buy um, you a really nice cup of coffee. 
Yes, I'll buy you a really good cup of coffee. But I finished it last night, and um, um, it's really good. Um, we talked about on the show previously with Tim about uh, kind of not having very many strong female characters, and he kind of keeps that going. Um, there, the the character, the females in the in the story really are just to um, provide information, mm. carry the plot yeah. along. Uh, means to an end as opposed to characters on, into themselves. Yeah, and um, I was kind of hoping that he would beef that up a little bit better in this novel, but um, that there's no there's no question that he's he's got a very um, modern style. His writing is good, and um, so that's what I read. Cool. Can't wait to see what I pick up next. <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to my checklist. Read Geekdom number three. Yes. Okay, so my Geekdom number three is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Should I tweet that too? <laughs> yeah. Well, you might want to wait till you hear it because you might want to really beef up that tweet. Um, um, so the the other thing that I wrote down. And it's like, okay, so if I'm, I'm a fan or I'm just a real nerd about something, it might be um, the Internet or software. Yeah, um, I, I wondered if you'd have a tech component yeah. to your geekdom because I thought that that was kind of important. I was thinking of tech, and I was like, well, you know, I'm not much of a hardware person. That's my husband. Mm -hmm. um, I usually do software. I've written um, a lot of code. I write code for fun. Um, I can find or search for almost anything on the internet if people need to know something or where to find something on the internet. Now, I'm not a social media guru because I hate social media, but um, <laughs> um, but you should tweet that, Regina. I know, right? <laughs> and yeah, I can't believe it. This week, um, uh, Regina, you guys know who Brian Brushwood is? He started following me on Twitter, and I'm I'm absolutely shocked. I was like, dude, what what are you reading? Because I haven't tweeted in a while. <laughs> um, but I am my geekdom is Excel spreadsheets. Oh yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely. weird. It's not I, weird. It's I, you uh, in yes. a in a spreadsheet. I was gonna say in a nutshell, but that's totally inappropriate for you in a spreadsheet. Yes. <laughs> I think in spreadsheets. I think Excel is marvelous. I've taught Excel. Um, I think Excel is fun. Um, I've written code in Excel, VBA. And there's, um, I met, went back to make a list. It's like, okay, so how far does my Excel spreadsheet go? My love of Excel, how far yeah. does it go? Um, I did spreadsheets for um, character builds in Diablo 2. Um, so RPG, I wrote um, an Excel spreadsheet um, program for a friend for a, as a homeschooling planner um, so that she could plan her entire year. Um, current, I, of course, I use it at work for my test cases, and I'm gathering statistics on it. Workouts, um, uh, you know, like w the weights and days and mm -hmm. how many you ran and... Yeah, and then databases and lists. I think the largest spreadsheet I've got going, it used to be until the Kindle. Now, this is something the Kindle killed. 
um, I would collect quotes from books or magazines, anything that had to do with things that I was writing about or talking about. Um, it was a wonderful database of um, quotables uh, um, from Wired Magazine and different books that I've read. Mm -hmm. But since I went to the Kindle, I don't keep up with it as, as well. But you know, you can actually highlight and quote and like... Yeah, I do that. But I don't end up transferring it to okay, the Okay, but it doesn't go anywhere in the book. So you'd have to yeah. go, remember to go back and be like, okay, yeah. there was a quote in such and such book as opposed to getting it actually in the spreadsheet. Yeah. Because it has to so, get in the spreadsheet. It does. Yeah. And I don't use it as much as I used to, but um, it, it really was wonderful as far as writing is concerned. But um, I actually thought about doing a comedy blog using Excel spreadsheets. That would be awesome where I would solve world problems using Excel <laughs> spreadsheets. <laughs> and I would just pose a question in the header, you know, red state versus blue state. Right. And then I would give a spreadsheet that would give the answer. <laughs> and I still love the idea. I just don't know where I'd have time to put it together because if I were to right. sit down and start working on a spreadsheet, I'd never get anything done. Right, yeah. That but would be fun. Yeah. I am a major nerd when it I comes to it. Yeah. I love it. I've known. I knew. That I, I'm, I'm so delighted that spreadsheets made an appearance in your geekdom. <laughs> I have no two, idea. actually. I have no idea. I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> uh, that's me. <laughs> All right, Isabella, what was your third? <laughs> okay, this is now also where mine gets weird. Oh, boy. Um, it, my geekdom is fandom. So, okay, let me explain this. I've been reading fan fiction since I was about... Well, oh. this is how I, got, I became a fan of the Harry Potter books because I read fan fiction, which oh. is also why I can't remember anything. Because in my mind, canon and fanon, so the fandom canon of, you know, all these things that I'm a fan of, yeah. have gone all, all melded in your brain, melded together, and I yeah. can't keep them straight. So, I have a separate Twitter account. Um, to talk to my fandom friends, I read fan fiction. I have I have a friend in Seattle who I met through this. Um, I actually met her at Geek Girl Con last year. I was going to uh, ask you about that because I remember that you were yeah. doing that. Yeah, and I've become I've just gotten to know all these whole bunch of people who I have a ton of common with just because we're all fans of these certain things. And you know, I took a break for a while um, from reading it you know, in high school and stuff, but, you know, it's this one thing in my life that I keep coming back to and these people that I keep connecting to, and, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's fun. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That is, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. That The Congregate um, that I just did uh, last month, mm -hmm. a whole lot of Star Wars fans are there, and they are... Um, big fans of fan fiction and the novels. They're fans of the movies, yeah. but it's it's one of the few groups that I've ever come in contact that are like you. They they are fans of the entire uh, written verse. I mean, everything about it. Yeah. That's why well, that's why Star Star Wars didn't make it on my list. Because I don't know enough of the expanded oh, yeah. 
universe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, John mentioned Star Wars for me, and I'm like, no. I mean, yeah, I saw it when it was in the theater the very first time, and I watched all of them. I know a guy who's, who went to the theater and saw it like 49 times. I was Darth <laughs> Vader in high school. But... <laughs> No, I, I still wouldn't consider me a... Yeah, a I can candy. still quote, you know, certain um, passages of dialogue from the first movie because we used to play it on the playground in school. <laughs> oh, that's great! So, yes, I know I know huge chunks of dialogue and huge, yeah, huge things because we used to swap roles and we all used to play different, you know, parts in it and such, but... Other and than you, guys that, know the, you guys know the scene in the first one where the stormtrooper bumps his head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, see, they, this guy went. He saw it so many times. He told me about that. that <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, you saw the part where he bumps his head." I'm like, "What? That is so cool." <laughs> so, Regina, so drum roll. yes, drum roll. So my last one. Um, I don't know if this is going to be a surprise or not for everybody, but I decided that my my last. Um, Geekdom. Oh, the guild. The guild. <laughs> Again, with the official yeah. companion um, that has like all the pictures and it has you know screenshots from the show wow. and it has little you know snippets and discussions and quotes um, from the author from the authors from the actors. Um, about the different scenes and what happened off camera, and you know, oh, I love wow. this. Yeah, I love this. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, this yeah, came out. Um, I don't remember when it came out. Last year, sometime I think. And um, I bought it. I pre-ordered it oh. actually. Because um, you know, as I mentioned, and or as I have mentioned in the past, I used an, a scene from, you know, the guild in each chapter of the dissertation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And you know, shaped and it helped me shape the um, the dissertation and a lot of the research that I did for the PhD. Um, and I still and when when I was stuck writing, whenever I was stuck writing, I would go back and I would watch the seasons. Um, so I've watched. I mean, watching a season that's like an hour and ten minutes, you know, um, yeah. to watch an entire season of the Guild. But um, I I've watched all of them more yeah, than I, I watched watch them as, as soon as I as soon as I would know they were releasing one, I would be on. I'd yeah. be on to watch it. Yep, yep, yep. And, and I absolutely still, adored the music videos. I love the videos too. I had for years. I had. Do you want to date my avatar as my ringtone on my phone? Um, <laughs> it's still my favorite rock band song to play. <laughs> yeah. The um, um, who's the cool one now is yeah. on Another my running cool. my my running playlist. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I use that in class, actually, um, a couple of times. Uh, yeah, so it's it's one of those things, and I I still quote it. I, I you know different quotes, and we still say, um, you know, Hazabu was always saying, you know, crafted or whatever, you know, like after he finished, you know, everything. We, I, my husband and I still do that all the time. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm actually cool. wearing my cheesy beard shirt right now. Are you awesome? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Total coincidence. That is awesome. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. Nobody mentioned Firefly. Well, you know, I was, and I remembered after I started talking about Buffy that I was actually going to make the Wadenverse, like the whole, you know, Josh Sweden thing, my my geekdom. But I can't extend that out um, past. It's just Firefly and Buffy. A little bit of Angel for me. Um, Firefly I've watched numerous times, but I haven't. Like I watched Dollhouse only when they aired. I I, ne- I never rewatched those, although I thought they were you know good, and I love mm-hmm. his movies. But you know I don't I don't I don't have enough scope for that for that yeah. to be one of mine. Not by my own definition of geekdom. So. Yeah. That was a tough yeah. definition, too, by the way. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're up to um, we're up to what we're playing. Yes. Oh, this is good. What have you guys got? I will show mine. All right, I started playing a new um, a new phone game. It's called Two Dots. Uh-oh. Oh, I played that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I apparently I have an active screen going right now, so I can't show you what it, what the. That's pretty. It is gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous game. Um, is it two T W O or the number two? The number two, the number two. So um, there's two. It's a. It kind of has like a, a very you know loosely based story going on of, of two literally one two dots who are like traveling along this, um, epic, um. I have a couple of screenshots here. This is where I am right now. Um, so I'm about to go up against the Yeti. pretty. It really is beautiful game. It's absolutely beautiful. So that's the, the end of the, the cold um, area that I'm in. And I have a picture of the end of the last one. Uh, this was the end of the water section. Um, so it's got a lot of kind of steampunky looking... Uh-huh. Um, animation, and then, yeah, and then, like I said, this that was this is actually a game screen that I'm on, the level I'm on right now. Uh, so, so is you're, it puzzle-based? Uh, yeah, it's matching, so um, you're trying to make boxes, essentially. You can match any two dots, um, but if you match four uh, and create a box of any color, uh, you take all of that color off the board. Okay. So you're essentially, that's one of the things you're sort of aiming for is to set up the board so you make um, as many boxes as you can. Sometimes you have to make boxes in order to win the levels. Um, so it's it's fun. It's challenging. There have been times when I've been like, this is hard. <laughs> and, um, and it's free to play, but there are, you know, there's so, you know, the boosts didn't to get things to help you. Like there's an eraser, so you can erase one dot, but you have to buy that. Yeah. Um, and you can start the level with a boost, which you earn one boost every day. So um, when you hit a level that you have a hard time with, you can boost it, and it will give you, you know, a leg up on that level. Um, but I haven't, I haven't put any real money in it at this point, and I don't plan to. And I'm almost 50 levels into it, so it's it's very fun and it's beautiful and it's got great music. I haven't actually listened. I only listened to the music when I first when I first downloaded it. Um, but it has really cool music to check out too. So, so is that on iPhone six? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. I got it. Well, I, I was on a four S, and then I upgraded to the six. Oh, okay. Well, that so, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Isabella, played, are you playing it for a little while? Did you play it too? The the I, two. I, yeah, I just got so frustrated with it. I'm like. Yeah. Oh jeez. I, I spent I think four days on one on one level. Oh my god! Yeah, 
Um, I've been playing something on my phone as well. Um, Monument Valley. It came out quite a while ago. But, um, let's see if I can do this. Oh, I yeah. Finally, I finally went and bought it. Um, because it wasn't, it was fairly inexpensive. And I adored it. The, the art is gorgeous. It is. It's just so it smooth looks really and pretty. Pretty. Uh, yeah, the, the art makes me really happy, and it's challenging, but not in a way that I, you know, want to throw my phone against something. But challenging in a way <laughs> that, like, I, ha I like, I feel like I have to beat this. So, <laughs> yeah, here's another screenshot. Cool. Oh, I yeah. love it. So it's it. The art is really gorgeous, and the story, you know, it's not the most complicated in the world, but the 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 levels are pretty challenging. So. Yeah, I played that, and then I I got the um, little like expansion thing. Um, so there's a whole bunch of new chapters that you can play. Cool. I played through all those. So that was my commute during this week. Monument <laughs> 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 Valley. Nice. Yeah, I don't remember whether or not I got the demo for that on my phone or my Kindle. I can't remember, but I remember the um, the graphics. It's really pretty. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really cool. It looks very cool. I'm a sucker for good graphics. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I am too. I am too, for sure. What about you, Rhonda? Um, well, oddly enough, uh, I'm back in um, um, a Candy Crush wave. I almost got off of it again, but I got past the level. And oh, no. it's just, it's sort of just, um, in the evenings, it's a game I can play a uh, a few quick rounds and not have to be invested because I have so little time. But I did spend some uh, time on Steam this weekend and I want to go back and finish some games I bought. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the last game goal. I bought was um, Middle Earth Shadows of Mordor because Mark and everybody kept saying you've got to buy this game, you got to buy this game. Well I did but uh, I bought it on Steam, and it's incredibly frustrating to play um, on the keyboard. Oh. Um, it's more difficult to play to me than Diablo was to play on the keyboard um, because it's a fighting game, and there's just all these combinations. So I got to doing uh, looking around, but did you guys know that Steam was going to be releasing a console? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yep. Uh, so um, those all come out in November. And I'm trying to figure out whether I'm going to pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope you do. That would be cool. And then you can tell uh, us all about it. <laughs> yeah, I would rather I would rather buy that than to buy a PS4 or an Xbox One. I'd totally rather Steam. And they've got um, Steam controllers. Um, I definitely, those are on my wish list. And that will just blow my Steam world completely wide open. Yeah. Um, I just have to admit, I love Steam, but I'm just not a very good keyboard player. Um, I'm really actually amazed when I look back on it that I did as well in Diablo as I did. Um, but the Shadows of Mordor is just very frustrating. I can't do what I want to do um, fighting with the keyboard. But mm. um, I added a couple of more things on my list if people want to know about some things that are out there um, that they're um, they're showing. There was one game called Sheltered. It's very interesting. Apparently um, bombs have gone off and the surface of the 
Earth is is not safe, and so the game is viewed from a slice underground. You see these two different levels of the underground shelter, and then the top level where the Earth is, and you can for periods of time. And then when you come in, you have to go through a contamination section. But so it's it's sort of the side scroll kind of thing, but it's got these three levels, and it's sort of like a uh, uh, a Sims game at the same time. It's you know surviving all these people surviving um, in the shelter. Cool. Do you have enough food? Do you have enough resources? Um, the other one was the Mighty Quest for Epic Loot. Which <laughs> the name had me, and it's a, a very kind of tongue-in-cheek thing, but it's a third-person game, and basically that is the whole point: is to invade this guy's castle and take all his stuff. Nice. Yeah, that's you know pretty cut and dry. <laughs> yep, gotta love it. Gotta love it. The graphics are neat, and so I'm looking forward to expanding my Steam universe. Yeah, that would be really cool. I think you'd really enjoy that. I don't yeah. know if you ever thought about this, Rhonda, but you can buy like you know uh, regular game controllers mm -hmm. that you can use on a PC. Yeah, John does that. He's got um, he's got one of our Xbox controllers that he uses to to play on, um, but I think. I think I'm going to wait for the Steam controller at this point because he said once he plugged it up to his mm -hmm. PC, it doesn't work on the Xbox anymore. Uh, yeah, I think there's a difference in the communication. We, I was never able to get my Xbox controllers to work on my PC, but I bought one that was dedicated to my PC um, to use for some games I got a couple years ago that I couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't play on the on. The, and I'm usually not like that because I'm a PC gamer mo mostly, so I'm usually more adept at the PC than I am at the. Mm. Um, the other controllers, but yeah. sometimes you just have to have you just have to yeah. be able to use your thumbs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just I don't need to have to look at my hands while playing certain games. I've mm -hmm. got to be able to just have all of those tactile things right in play. I mean, every keyboard's different, slightly in different places, and I've got a gaming keyboard, but the touchpad is so sensitive that I can hit it and it'll change windows on me. Yeah. And yep. I had to turn that off on my gaming PC when I or my gaming laptop when I used to use a laptop to get to play World of Warcraft. I had to turn the touchpad off because you can turn it off. Yeah. Oh crap! Yeah, if you have a mouse plugged in, you can turn it off. And you can set it up so that um, when you plug a mouse in, it automatically turns the touchpad off. See, I'm not a hardware person. <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm not either, but... <laughs> I'll have to look necessity, into that. The, the necessity is the mother of invention. <laughs> or knowledge, perhaps. <laughs> cool. That was an exciting set of stuff today. Yeah, this was really this was really cool. Let's wrap it up with our show and tell and see we've, we've oh, all yeah. shown some stuff, but let's let's see if we had any geeky items that we wanted to show off. Um, well, I can just show real quick. I got this yesterday. Um, my husband got it for me. I was so excited when I even heard that um, it existed, but they now have a Captain Marvel action figure. Oh my gosh. And it comes in um, the Marvel uh, Legends of Infinite series. Cool. And I was very sad to hear what um, the uh, extra things that you see that are in here. She's got, uh, as an accessory, she's got an alternate head, which is one where when her mask is down and she, so she can fly in space. 
but there are also three other extra pieces in here which are part of the build an Odin figure. Oh. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of these in the Legend series and inside each one of them is a part of the Odin figure. Oh, so you have to get all of them to put Odin together. You have together. to get all seven to put Odin together. And so I have Odin's head, an axe, and his cape. And John told me that there are um, people who are selling Captain Marvel online because they bought the box just to get the Odin stuff. Uh, Shame uh. on you. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that's oh. terrible. Very excited. Captain Marvel. And the other female in the series is, of course, the Scarlet Witch. Right. And um, she looks pretty awesome. Yeah. So I was very excited. I have my Captain Marvel. Cool. Isabella? Yeah, what about you, Izzy? I got <gasps> a Totoro. Oh, oh my he's fantastic. He's so cute. He oh, lives on my desk. Girl. And watches over my computer. <laughs> you your brothers from really uh, getting into your computer. <laughs> yes, exactly. He just um, is really cute. It makes me happy. Aww. <laughs> That's so I wanted sweet. one forever. That's so sweet. <laughs> what about you, Regina? I have. Uh uh I can make it go. Well, since you didn't tell us. Oh. It is a D twenty. It's called the Critical Hit D twenty. If I get it to balance on my hand well enough, we have to put it on a book. So it's like. <gasps> can you see? Can you see? Yes. Can you see? Can you see? Oh, it's flashing. It flashes. It flashes when you hit a 20. <laughs> oh, that is so <laughs> great. Now, when you get the 20, yeah, when you, it's only when it's on the 20 there you can see the 20 now. So Good. when it's on the 20, it actually flashes for you. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you get that? I got it at Think Geek. Oh, yeah. It's called a uh, critical hit. Flashing D20. Oh, nice. Where did you get yours, Isabella? eBay. eBay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got mine in my comic book store, of course. I've got an awesome yeah. comic book store. Well, it was fun, guys. This was great. This was very enjoyable. You guys have got a um, busy week up ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm actually doing some some traveling for the summer this week, going to the ocean. Oh, um, morning. So I can't wait to do that because I haven't had a whole lot of getaway summertime. So I'm going to enjoy that, putting my feet into icy, cold, salty water. Yeah, what any, about you guys? Any beach, anytime. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> what about you guys? Um, work and practice. That's all I've got. <laughs> the name for Derby for roller derby. Oh, no, yeah. I've been trying. All I can think of is Twinkle Toes from from Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> but I need something else to go along with it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's not uh, that's not um, that's not a full name. It's not individual enough. No. You have to have a. It'll, it'll, it'll have get it. there. Yeah. Okay. When it gets it'll there, it'll be all right. Time. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. How about you, Rhonda? You got a you got a busy week coming up? Um, mostly just work, but next weekend is a one day comic book fair, um, Oak City, in Raleigh, North Carolina. So I'm looking forward to just a very sm another small, casual comic book nice. uh, centric. 
con. So. Right. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. Are you going to do a write-up for the site with that? Yeah. Depends on if there's enough to write about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how small it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes those can be better. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I kind of like that, especially for comic books, because I've got a whole list that I'm trying to find. Right. Um, I don't do that for show until next time. I there The last comic book fair um, con I was at, um, a comic book store was there, and somebody had sold them like 3,000 comic books that they had gotten out of a warehouse. And um, I found like a, a, a number one Doctor Strange Ooh. and Logan's Run, number one. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So until some time, those were pretty fun. And I just finished reading a Ghost Rider one that was pretty old. And on in, within two pages, the heroine was kidnapped twice and stuffed in a barrel. Wow. In, it's in a two-page open. <laughs> kidnapped twice. <laughs> and put in a barrel and then put in the trunk of a car. And then she was going to be sacrificed to Satan in a bikini. Oh, geez. Wow. Not Satan in a bikini. She was in a bikini. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although the image of Satan in a bikini is something we could work with. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, she was the one in the bikini. Oh, there might be an article in there for you. <laughs> I don't know. Although you might be throwing things at your computer while you're writing it, so. Well, it's so old. It's like you know, what are you gonna do with that? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lots of rescuing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that was the thing back then too. So a little better now. Yeah, even yeah. though I got a Thor, I don't remember which one it is, but Lady Sith is in there, and I mean she's basically Thor's girlfriend. Yep. Yep. Well, some things do change, at least, right? Because yeah. Thor's a woman now, so <laughs> she's awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, you guys have a great week. Thank, Thank you, you to our viewers. Do we yeah. have three? Uh, we had four. At one time, we're back to three. We've had it's bounced back and forth from three to four. Cool. So thank you to the three or four you people guys are awesome. watching us. Yes, we love you all. So thank you. Tell us what you liked. Tell us yeah. what you want to hear. Yeah, we love feedback. Please uh, hit us up with some comments on GameOnGirl.com. Uh, I'll have a post up this week with the links because um, I won't exit out and lose them this time. <laughs> 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 so until next time, game on. Bye.